0: Hi, my name's Sam Adams and thank you for listening to my podcast, It Starts With You. This podcast is about mindset, it's about personal development and ultimately that we are 100% responsible for pretty much everything in our lives and nothing happens until we decide, we choose and we make a decision and pull the trigger to get things started. Look, when I listen to that, and I think about that, it starts with you. It can seem a bit harsh, especially in hard times when it can be quite daunting and overwhelming to think that we are 100% responsible. But it's a good thing. It empowers us and it puts us in control. And part of the idea of this podcast is to help you with that. In this podcast, I'll interview some great human beings, business owners from all walks of life who will share their stories and their journeys and what It All Starts With You means to them. Tonight, or whatever time you're listening to this podcast or watching this, um, I have the pleasure of the company of a lovely, lovely lady who I'm really honoured and proud to call a friend, and that lady is Jules White. Hi Jules. Hello Sam. (laughs) How you doing? i'm
1: great thanks for having me on your fabulous new podcast thank you
0: thank you for agreeing to come on i mean we've tried to do this a couple times i know we finally got here um i'm just super i'm super proud to call you as a friend because you are you know and i'm not just saying this to blow smoke up your bum but i think you're an awesome human being i love what you do i love what you stand for i think when we get together or we talk we always sort of just click and you know i'm really I, I really value your friendship and your advice. And I think you're a great human being. And, and that on a personal level, but from a business perspective, I know how hard you work and I know how passionate you are about what you do. So to have you come on the podcast means a lot to me.
1: Thank you. And and I feel the same. I felt like really the first time I spoke to you, which was on a Zoom
0: call, yeah. I believe.
1: <laughs> um, I felt like I'd just known you for ages and that yeah. was really nice. It's a nice feeling, isn't it?
0: it is sometimes you get that with people doesn't it you you just connect and you know yeah you just kind of similar similar way of thinking about things and yeah and I think that was just it for us so yeah it was it was really nice and then to meet face to face at TEDx last year and and subsequently since then has been awesome so I'm really I'm really honored to have you on here and I really appreciate you doing it and giving up Um,
2: because
0: I know you've probably got million and one things you could probably be doing.
1: <laughs> no, I would rather be doing this with you
0: right now. So. <laughs> You're too kind. <laughs> so, a um, couple of things. Let me, I mean, I could list out all the things about Jules White because there's quite a list. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but I actually don't want to do that. What I'd really like you to do, perhaps you could introduce yourself and tell us, the audience, who you are and what it is that you do.
1: Wow. Okay. Gosh. Now I've got to make a long list myself, haven't I? How I'm
2: just
0: <laughs> And I think, go? I've got a list in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can prompt me. I think. I think the important thing is, and I always say this when I open up, but um, I help you to fall in love with sales, and that's mm. really important. That I actually put it that way, because. So many people feel really scared about sales and selling. It's got a really bad stigma to it, that yucky, horrible stuff. Um, And there's a lot of fear around selling. So my key thing is for the audience to know is that I help you fall in love with sales. But obviously there's a huge story behind the back of that which which really comes from 32 years of working in sales selling myself that's where I've learned my trade really Mm -hmm. and then also various things that happened on that journey which maybe we'll talk about in in this podcast
2: yeah but
1: um I guess the the really exciting things I've done sort of more recently have been obviously I had a TEDx talk that I did in 2018. It oh sounds goodness. like a it like a really long time ago, does. <laughs> doesn't it? It's so weird. Um, but 2018, I got my TEDx talk, which was really by chance. I was absolutely in the right place at the right time. You know, that's just one of those bigger. things. And I had seven days notice, and and to stand then on the stage in Brighton in the dome, which is one mm-hmm. of the best and biggest. TEDx is really, isn't
0: it? And yeah, it is. I think it's the second biggest. Um, so yeah,
1: sixteen hundred people, I think, um, were in the audience. They say, um, and yeah, that was just totally amazing. And I was so humbled to have that opportunity. So that was awesome. And then I wrote, went and wrote a book, which, <laughs> which was also amazing because I don't suppose I really set out to write a book, but it just happened. I wrote it across a year, a period of a year. Yeah, and it's called Live It, Love It, Sell It, which is the brand that yeah. I I go by. Um, and it's been wonderful, a wonderful experience. So, yeah, so there's a couple of things on the list you might be able to tick off.
0: <laughs> you missed out Dragon Slayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to that's how that. I always, when I talk, I say, oh, my friend Jules, the Dragon Slayer. That's how I, <laughs> that's <laughs> how I to think of you, the Dragon Slayer. But you haven't even mentioned it.
1: <laughs> I know. Well, the thing is, right, um, the Dragon Slayer uh, title, I guess you could call it, it was really such a lot of fun that that came about and I just used to mess about and say oh yeah I'm a dragon slayer I was in Dragon's Den and I got investment so I slayed the dragons and of course it was just fun and then it's kind of stuck it's on my LinkedIn profile and so many people contact me and say I've never connected with a dragon slayer Really, (laughs) I want to connect with you and they don't even really know what I do they just want to connect with the dragon slayer it's
0: got it's got credibility to it so many people go through that process and there's very few people that get investment so you know you're yeah in, it's like a lot of things in life isn't there there's a, there's a pyramid and you're at the top of that pyramid when it comes to dragon's den you're one of the very few that got that investment
1: well i was also on it on the very early days sam so i mean it was 2005 when i was on dragon's den which was only the second series right and yeah. i think they just started series 18 i think it is they've just 18. started. Oh yeah, God, which, really? which I, I think started last night. And, um, oh and of course the dragon who invested in me, which was Peter Jones, is still a dragon.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. So, and that's the reason I think that I feel more comfortable about still talking about it because it's still on the telly and my yeah. dragon is still a it's dragon. Different. So yeah. it's relevant. Whereas when I first started my business almost four years ago now, I, I sort of said, well, there's no real point in me talking about Dragon's Den because it was such a long time ago. But actually, people want to hear about it. They want to know about it, and they feel it makes up part of who I am. And I guess it does,
2: really.
0: Absolutely, it does. It's part of the story of Jules White, and
2: yeah,
0: it's part of your story, isn't it? And because, and you're right, because Dragons Den is still current. Peter's still in it. People want. Maybe if he wasn't in it, maybe it wouldn't seem so relevant. I think, from a personal point of view, but because he is still in it, and he's still super well known, and I think, yeah, it makes it current and it gives it credibility and people, you know, want to know oh, what's he like? What's it like? You know, I went to an event a few weeks ago and Levi Roots was there. He was keynote uh, speaker and he and lots of I think one of the questions from the audience was about Peter Jones. Just wanting to know what he was like. Was, was he a nice man? What was he like behind the scenes and all of that? So, yeah, people want to know that stuff, don't they? They want to know the behind yeah. the scenes side. Uh, Behind the scenes stuff uh, for celebrities, effectively isn't he? Because that's what he is. But we're yeah, not going to talk about him anyway. We're going to talk yeah. about you. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're an entrepreneur. You're a, you're an author, a TEDx speaker, dragon slayer, multi award winning uh, superhuman. <laughs> my <laughs> elevator pitch for George
1: <laughs> Thank you. You're very kind. You're very
2: kind.
0: But um, obviously, the podcast is called "It Starts with You." That's my brand. Um, and I called the podcast that um, because it's about taking responsibility and empowering ourselves and putting ourselves in control. Um, I know that for some people that can seem a bit harsh because you know some of us like to blame and complain the establishment, the job, people, whatever. But I believe that if we take responsibility, we appreciate that it starts with us: our attitude, our decisions, our choices. That that can empower us and put us in control, which is where we need to be to feel. Good and to you know to find happiness if we take control, you know, then we can get off our butts and we can go, go and do something. If we blame and complain, then they have all the power and they have all the control over us effectively. So, I called the podcast It Starts With You for that reason. I mean, if when I say that, that little strap line, what do you think? What does it mean to you? What does It Starts With You mean to you? Do, uh, do, do you kind of agree with what I said, or are you slightly different opinion on it?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Completely, hundred percent agree. <laughs> um, and and that's because of my story and my journey. Because there were many times when I could have said, "Well, that's not fair," um, and yeah. that's her fault or that's his fault, um, yeah. and I could have gone into a corner um, yeah. and I could have probably just given up. Um, but I feel like my journey has been very much about starting again. Um, and every time I did that, I had to start with me. So who was I? What was I going to do next? What was I good at? Yeah. Um, So it's absolutely relevant to me uh, in so many ways. It really is. That's one
0: of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, because I know you're big on personal development like myself and mindset, and you appreciate how much that plays into our life, not just business, but personal as well. But because of what happened to your business back in the early days, that you really did have to just take it on, take responsibility, and step forward and step up and carry on so maybe you, you wouldn't mind sharing some of actually what happened to you after sort of uh, the dragon slayer uh, <laughs> yeah the dragon I slayer put all of this into rather than us being a little bit what are we
1: talking yeah about? <laughs> yeah let, let's let's make it clear to the listener yeah. um, the, the journey so um after getting the investment from Peter Jones on Dragon's Den, Mm. there was inevitably a a big gap between when you film it to when it actually goes on the television. And in that period of time, we didn't do the deal. So then when it did go out on the television, which was really interesting, um, I got two and a half thousand emails in the inbox Wow. Um, which was back in 2005 was, was huge. Yeah. We, we weren't like we are today. Um, and uh, some of those offers were actually offers of investment, which was interesting because they didn't know at the time, but I hadn't got the deal with, mm. well, I hadn't done the deal with Peter. Mm. And one of them was somebody who I knew, I played hockey with her and, um, you know, we had a, a good friendly relationship and she invested in my business. Now, three years later, the business was thriving. You know, we turned over our first million. We had,
2: wow. uh, and
1: just, uh, just to explain, it was a party plan-based business yeah. selling baby products because mm. nobody else was doing it. So we had 432 consultants across the country
0: Incredible. selling,
1: uh, doing parties, selling mm. truly madly baby products. Mm. We had inquiries from America, Australia, and Europe to go global. So it was just phenomenal. And of course, Dragons Den had helped to to push on that the speed of that Absolutely, growth.
2: Yeah. No yeah.
1: question. But we were a victim of our own success, so we didn't have those foundations in place for that growth we were experiencing. And at the point where we needed to go to that next level, the business partner offered um, more investment. But she actually wanted seventy five percent of the business for the uncapped amount of investment that she would then put in. Yeah. And of course, that meant giving pretty much all my business away and losing baby yeah. giving up the baby so I said no she put me into administration she brought the business back the next day and she carried on running it as truly madly baby now this was the point where this all starts to kick in where it starts with me mm. because I had to I lost everything literally overnight I lost everything and I had to start again and at the time, part of my journey was my mum was poorly, my marriage failed, I had a miscarriage. You know, there's a lot of stuff went on in mm-hmm. a really short period. But come my birthday, the following year, I was a single mum, bankrupt, with a small four-year-old little boy yeah. um, and no job. Mm-hmm. I was unemployed. So I think that was probably the, the, the rock bottom point of the story, yeah. where I had to actually say, who are you, Jules? what are you going to do next? What are you good at?
2: Yeah,
1: uh, And that's where I went back to sales. Mm. I'd always been in sales. I knew how to sell and it was safe. It was my safe place. Mm. And I literally went out and I got a job. And then I was back in sales where I then created a new career and learning more things, being a head of sales, being a sales director, all those lovely things i would not have experienced yeah and and that was that was the the self-development the the strength that the courage the tenacity you know those things Um, and somebody once said it's bounce back ability is is one of the things which i love um and i yeah and i think that was where it absolutely started with me in terms of building that back Is there,
0: up do you think there was a defining moment though where you literally because obviously like I said your low point you had a lot a lot going on and was there a defining moment where you thought you know I had just have to take control here and I just have to I can't change what's happened you know for your marriage for your business and all of that and I've just got to take control and just it, it starts right now it starts with me and I've just got to get out there and do something yeah. about it take some action or
1: yeah very much so because uh, once um, my husband who's obviously my ex-husband mm. when he left mm. I was in a position where I was working in his business
2: right
1: because after losing my business I'd gone back to work with him in his business that's what I'd done before I had my little boy okay and so I was his employee Check. in his business <laughs> and he'd left me yeah and I carried on working with him for probably uh, four months. Wow. Seeing him every day and working for him, which, which, yeah, which was tough, but actually it was a situation where I needed to earn something.
2: Mm. But I
1: think I got to the point in the June, it was sort of probably May, June sort of May time, yeah. uh, 2009. And I just said, said to him, I can't do this anymore
2: yeah. because
1: I'm not moving on. It's very painful. Um, uh, it's time for me to, to make a change. Yeah. And that was when I went to the employment agencies and said, can you please give me a job? Yeah. Um, and that was, I went back. And I went back 10 years to what I was doing in sales. I went way back. My ego yeah. was in tatters. My pride was on the floor. You know, yeah. it was horrible. You're
0: heartbroken, you're breaking. It's... Oh, God.
1: Yeah, awful. However, I think the big thing was my son. You know, mm-hmm. I had a beautiful boy. My Sam, he was four years old. I needed to go and work so that we could create a new life, which is what I did.
0: That's amazing because, uh, you know, I think that's when we're, oh, when our back's against the wall and we're really struggling, us humans, that's when we, when our resourcefulness really kicks in. I think, you know, how, how resourceful we can be, and I've spoke about this a couple of times recently, but I think we resourcefulness is a really un, un underutilized uh, skill and I think we don't really recognize how much uh, how resourceful we can be and how when our back's against the wall when the chips are really down that we can actually be really resourceful and we are more powerful than we give ourselves credit for yes. you know looking forward you might not have thought you could have done those things you, you, do you know what I mean but yes. your, your son was probably a big driver for that um but we step up to the plate when when you know true not everyone of course but there's a certain thing in, especially entrepreneurs and business people where you just realize you've got to do something outside the box you've got Mm -hmm. to create something do you know what I mean you've got to come up with an idea or do something and I think especially in those types of people we we suddenly utilize our resourcefulness which is obviously what you did and you went back to what you knew and actually what you're good at, and now what you absolutely love, which is sales. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and I often think, Sam, you know, if I hadn't gone back and done I had a head of sales role mm. and worked with a team that were missing target and worked through that with them and been on that journey with them, where we were really on our knees, you know, again coming back from adversity yeah. um, as, a, as a team, if I hadn't have done all those things <laughs> and, and the strategy and the sales director knowledge. I'm not sure I could be such a great sales coach today yeah. if I hadn't have been involved in all of that beforehand. You know, yeah. so it all does lead to something ultimately, doesn't it? I think. It
0: does, and you don't. You know, you sometimes just can't see it at the time, can you? That's why I say it can be easy for us to, to um, you know, be upset and moan and complain and blame. But actually, what, later on down the line, you'll look back and you'll connect the dots, looking back and think. Uh, okay, like you, if you hadn't have done this, if that's, this hadn't happened, then you wouldn't be where you are now, no. which is doing stuff you love and speaking and obviously you've written a book and everything. Um, so you just never know. But it's it's hard when you're hurting, when you're in pain, when you're trying to push forward to keep that mindset of this will be for the greater good eventually. This I will look back on this and know this is the right path. This is you know what I was meant to be doing. That's the tough bit. That's the... The mindset, the resilience, uh, and all the personal development that we do, and that's when it comes into play. When you're really struggling and just to try hold on to those thoughts that this is this is where I'm meant to be right now, and I will look back and I will realise that. But when you're going through it, you can think, "Oh my god, what the hell!" It's really
1: hard, and I think there was part of um, my TEDx towards the end of my TEDx Mm -hmm. talk when I talked about what I'd learned really from actually from my dad as much as from my journey. Yeah. And that was that you can't live in the past because, right. you know, you made those decisions. You you decided that was right at the time and, and mm. you need to live with that. That's okay.
2: Mm.
1: And you can't live in the future because you absolutely future catastrophize because I know I used to do mm. it all the time but <laughs> I what was going to happen next.
0: Future catastrophize catastrophize, I've not heard that one
1: before. Yeah, yeah, it? <laughs>
0: catastrophize, it's a <laughs> okay. good one. Um,
1: the, key, the key was, every single day of that journey, was to live in the now. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was the only way that I could get up in the morning, see what the day brought, and then yeah. go home and go to bed again. Yeah. And that literally was how I lived, um, and how I got stronger again, was just living every single day as it was.
0: I think that's the key to when you are really struggling, Um, whenever I've had really tough times, um, I think that's when you, you know, and I'm not, I'm not a big sort of woo woo person and massively spiritual. I'm a little bit, but, um, but living in the now when you're really struggling is one, one sound piece of advice for anyone. If you are really struggling, just focus on the here and now because it is actually all you can control. The trouble is, there's a saying from an old film that um, we might be done with our past, but our past is not done with us or our past is not through with us. And, and a lot of people, you know, we can think, yeah, hey, we're done with the past, but then it comes back to haunt you when you least freaking want it to. Do you know what I mean? And again, that's where the mindset and the personal development kicks in yeah. uh, because it will come back and you'll start looking back and you think, oh, I've done it myself. Um, yeah. And that's when you've got to really work on yourself and just think, no, now, now is what yeah. is all I have. That's gone. That's dusted. Next year or next month probably isn't going to appear how I want it to appear. It's like me. I was talking to someone today and I I talked about the present. I was saying, did I think a year ago that I would be where I am right now this time, you know, in 12 months time? No, I didn't. And it will probably be the same next year. So look into the future is a complete waste of time because it probably isn't going to be how you envisage it. You, all you actually have is right now. So focus yeah. on the now, what you can do now, what you can achieve today. You know, make sure you put fun in your day. Make sure you're doing the things that you want to do and enjoying, which you clearly are with, with your sales um, programme. Moving swiftly on there. <laughs> <laughs> I see what
1: you did there. I see, oh, yeah, the see
0: what I did there. So, so I want to talk to you about UHP and live it, live it love it, sell it. Yes. Um, yeah. Because how did so UHP is your what what is that your business name or is that
1: okay? So live it, love it, sell it is the brand. Yeah, um, and it's the business name. So if you like, it's the umbrella yeah. that, that everything sits underneath. Yeah. Um, But I I Live It, Love It, Sell It was very much, it's it's the book. Mm. It was very much the journey of an entrepreneur. It was a sales program that was quite entrepreneurial focused. Mm. And then I realized that, well, I'd come from a a big corporate background Mm. and actually the corporates are not selling properly. So we need something for them too. Um, And I was sitting one day thinking all we ever got told and bombarded with was you need to understand your USP. So yeah. your unique selling proposition, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is a phrase from the nineteen forties. That's yeah, how it's very it old it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually, today there's so much noise out there that you you just wonder um, how much value does a USP really have? Okay, mm. and, and it's a very open question for anyone to answer. Yeah. But I, I, the more I thought about it, the more I thought this is not the strength anymore. Uh, but actually, what st- the strength is is the people. Mm. So you you have a uniqueness that no one on the planet has. Mm. And so then I thought, well, we could have you HP, the unique human proposition. Mm. Um, and I looked and nobody was talking about it. No one was using it. And if they are, that's brilliant. And <laughs> um, I, I trademarked it because yeah. I, I, I knew that was the philosophy all around how certainly corporates were going to differentiate themselves because of their people. so no other company has the same sales team as you have because they don't have your people so let's look at what are their traits what are their strengths what's their unique personal brands as individuals and how do we then bring that together under a core value in the business Mm. to make the the sales experience you give unparalleled to anything else and UHP was born So what we did then, what I say we, what I did was (laughs) I created a program then that doesn't look at targets, um, objection handling, closing the sale, you know, the standard traditional things a sales process looks at. We don't look at that stuff. What we look at is what's your why? What's your personal brand? Mm. How are all your personal skills and life skills kicking into the job that you do? Mm. How much do you love what you do? because this is what I did with the team that I talked about earlier who yeah. were on their knees and we were missing target by 2 million pounds. Wow! That's what we did. We took all of the targets out of the scenario. Yeah. They were still there. We needed to hit them, but we didn't talk about them. We talked about what are you good at? What do you love? Yeah. Who are you? What's your personal brand? How do you want to talk to your customers? Yeah. How are you going to create relationships? What are your values? Yeah. Um, and it was Incredible how every single one of those people in my team became amazing mm. and loved what they did and individual, mm. and we smashed the target.
0: Yeah, I know the happy ending to that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We it smashed it. I mean, you smashed it. So, yeah. So, so obviously, a great program to, to, to devise and to put out into the world and into the corporates yeah. and, and everything. Yeah,
1: it's a challenge, Sam, because um the big companies are, are still always looking at targets target first that's the target. yeah,
0: and that was uh, going to be one of my questions because how do you deal with that when you go into businesses trying to sell your program um, because they are just target led you know yeah, they are ready.
1: one of the things that um, i I have now is a case study which is really brilliant and i I, I still am looking for a couple of. Uh, probably a couple more case study businesses so that would be where we can work together but actually then build a case study off the back of our work together um, which would be amazing but this particular case study last year saw them have two arms of business one was retail one was um, warehousing
2: Um,
1: and in the retail side of the business uh, it was actually dipping because retail was so they were naturally dipping Um, And overall, their business had an 8% increase on revenue because they changed how they did their selling. They built relationships.
0: Yeah, yeah, amazing. So So it works. works. Yeah. It works. So we've got to get UHP out into the wider world.
1: We've got to get UHP out there. I think people who are using a traditional standard sales process, what's going to happen ultimately is it's just not going to work. Mm. It's going to become less and less effective. So UHP is about the way we now want to do business as humans. We want yes. that human connection and the relationships.
0: Absolutely. And when you're a boss and when you're driving a team or, you know, a company and you have employees, you know, you, I think a lot of bosses think that the, the, the staff have a responsibility to them or to the business, but it's the other way around. And I think yes. that's what you're doing by that program is, you know, trying to teach business owners and businesses that you have a responsibility to your staff. On that. And, and this program seems like it could offer that. Do you know what I mean? That actually
2: be yeah, interested
0: in our people. Find yeah. out what we'll make if you find out what makes them tick and what you know who they are. Then you can you can bring the be- out the best in them. And when you bring out the best in people, then they'll show up and they'll go above and beyond and they'll do more than there is than it's expected of them. I think.
1: Yeah, and add add to that, you'll have less churn, mm. so less recruiting. Because of that churn, yeah. less people off sick, yeah. better mental health. Yeah. Actually, all of those things are, are an outcome of mm. doing a UHP type sale. Yeah, It's incredible.
0: So it makes, it makes perfect sense. Huge it? sense you've, got a, yeah. so you've got a successful model then in, in many yeah. different areas, not just in sales, but like yeah. say, the churning over of staff and everything like that. So yeah. I wish you all the luck in the world with it. I know it's great. Thank you. You know it's great. <laughs> just got to make the whole world realize it's great (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's a process isn't it and you know these things can take time so when Mm. it comes to the live it love it sell it bit how did you come up with that and you know where did that come from
1: so i i got um i met a lady online who was a book coach Mm. so she was uh, somebody who helps you to write your book by yeah. coaching you and keeping you accountable oh, yeah. and I had a conversation with her and she said oh why don't I come down and have a, a half day with you and we'll we'll map out the book yeah um, and when she came I said yeah Um. Well, so I was on Dragon's Den and this is the story mm. that's what I thought the book would be mm. um, and when we sat and having spoken for only about an hour she said to me I don't think your book's about Dragon's Den and I said, really? She said, no. She said, I think your book needs to be about sales. She said, it's amazing how you talk about sales. Yeah. So I said, oh, okay then. So we got all these things out on the, on the front room floor, all these pieces of card with words and sentences yeah. on, and we put them into an order. And she said, look, this stuff, this is all mindset stuff, this here. And this is all about your customer and your client. Mm. And then this is all about how you sell. And she went, look, live it, love it, sell it. Like that. And I went, I said, oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and, and that was how Live It, Love It, Sell It was born. So.
0: Brilliant. So that, <laughs> how long ago was that then?
1: That was 2017.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, in
1: the August, and yeah. then the book published in October 2018. And I finished yeah. writing it, ready for, for edit, in August
0: 2018. So you glad you did it? Yeah
1: amazing yeah it's been yeah. It's, it hasn't really moved out of the top 100 on Amazon ever since it's been published Brilliant. which has just been wonderful so yeah. it's very
0: exciting yeah so anybody listening to go and get that book
1: get that book yeah. love it sell it live it love it sell it yeah
0: <laughs> it's, great. it's really good I mean I hope to write a book one day but oh I don't know it just uh it feels a bit daunting um, I think I think a lot of people feel like that but they say everyone's got a book in them everyone's got at least one book in them they say so
2: yeah they it, have. It,
0: you know I think I know what my book would be about but then maybe when he comes to map it out maybe it will be something different I don't know but you
1: never know and I think I would highly recommend getting yourself a book coach because mm. they just help to keep everything accountable they're an outside view on what you're writing yeah. so they don't necessarily write it and edit it but they'll read it and say I'd like to know more about what you've just said there. It's a great yeah. point. And they yeah. help you to elaborate on something that you think, well, yeah. you know it, you see, that's the thing. So well, you that's it, yeah, okay.
0: that's the thing when you know it and yeah. you think everyone else knows it, but rather yeah. than expanding on it and putting it in its simplest form is what you need yeah. to do. I, you know, I do that in coaching. You, think, you assume that people know that, but actually, no, you've really got to just bring it right back to basics. Yeah. And my coach, who coached me to be a coach, kept saying that keep it simple keep it simple keep it simple because they don't know what you know you think they know but they don't you think that's the basics it's not there's another lower layer and another lower layer exactly it's it a bit writing I, I would absolutely get a coach to do it I know I would need the accountability to get it done I would need help with mapping it out you know I've got all my stories and my stuff in my head but I absolutely would need it and I think you know I think we all need coaches you know obviously I'm a coach and and you do coaching I know and I'm and, you know, we all need coaching for various areas of our life, you know, our relationships, our business, you know, our work, whatever, you know, whether we want to write a book, we want to go to the gym and be fit, we get a coach, you know, we get a, a PT or whatever. Um, yeah, coaches are super valuable for many areas of our lives. So I absolutely 100% will get one. Maybe I'll get the number of your one. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. <laughs>
0: it's, it's on the list. It's just when I, get, when I get to that point where I'm like, now's the time to do it
1: yeah it'll feel right i think yeah Yeah,
0: absolutely but yeah we'll see we'll see (laughs) well um one of the other things i want to we've been talking for half an hour already blimey Uh, (laughs) we could probably talk for hours jules (laughs) but we better keep it we better try and rein it in a bit so i wanted to talk about tedx i want to talk about your speaking because that's something else you do and i've seen you speak several times i know you're an amazing speaker you've spoken internationally um Highlights in speaking is it would TEDx be up there or was it going abroad to speak what would it be yeah
1: I think TEDx is definitely uh, you know massive because obviously it's where I started my speaking career again after Dragon's Den I was speaking professionally and being paid
2: yeah
1: (laughs) and I had no idea what I was doing I didn't know anything about speaking all I was doing was just Parrot fashion repeating the story of Dragon's Den, and everybody loved it. Um, but now I speak properly in terms of I've really got to the bottom of what speaking really is about yeah. and what's in it for the audience, you know, because it is all about the audience, Absolutely, as you know, Sam. Yeah. So um, TEDx definitely massive. Um, I think also going abroad this year in January, I went to Nice. Mm. And I spoke to a room of 60 sales managers from 10 different countries. Mm. Then I said to you, when I got back, it was probably one of the most challenging events I'd been at because of the language barrier. You know, I was always trying to sense check, that people had, actually understood what i was really trying to say and what my message was yeah um, and it was massively uncomfortable but rewarding mm. if that makes sense absolutely and, yeah and, I, really I, and I yeah and i grew again you know yeah. so um absolutely brilliant i've got a few really exciting events coming up where i'm now speaking at certain conferences and things so you know that you know you're, you're being a proper keynote now yeah. which is, I've sort of grown up, you know, (laughs) I'm an all grown up speaker. You're a
0: grown up speaker, I'm a a little primary school teacher. You're a grown-up <laughs> teacher, and I one day I'm going to be with the grown-ups, I'm going to be a teacher.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? It's funny, though, because it's um I'm such an amateur compared to the guys who have been on the circuits for, like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're amazing. Um, I've got so much more to learn. But it, it just feels like, you know, I am now getting paid to speak, which mm-hmm. is ultimately what professional speaking is about. Yeah, it means sure. that you feel like you've got a value, which mm-hmm. is brilliant you know because we've all got a value and it it feels like I'm making a difference when I speak as well now Um, and and I love that
0: yeah Yeah. I think the time you know last time I saw you speak was in Brighton at the Grow 19 event yeah and and you were keynote that day and I think yeah what comes across is you're really passionate about what you talk about Uh, when you see speakers and I love watching speakers we went to TEDx uh, in Brighton 19 2019 together and and you know, it's when people are passionate about what they talk about that you know that really comes across, and yeah. you know, and that's what came across when I saw you in Brighton. Um, so I'd highly recommend you as a speaker because I thought you were very engaging, clearly knew what you were talking about, but clearly loved what you were talking about. Um, did you, you did you find that off the back of TEDx you've got uh, that opened the the speaking world up to you? Because I think I think and maybe I'm wrong here, but I think that a lot of people think doing TEDx will open up this massive world of speaking engagements for you when I think it actually doesn't yeah, yeah. am I right or am I wrong well, <laughs> so what, I,
1: what happened for me was I got two paid bookings from that TEDx invite mm-hmm. um which was brilliant um but after that you then have to forge your speaking career yourself you mm. cannot ever sit same with a book. You can't sit on the back of the fact, oh, I've written a book or oh, I did a TEDx. Mm. That doesn't mean then the world opens its doors and it gives you everything you ever want. You yeah. have to continually market everything that you do. So mm. I'm always marketing my book. I'm always marketing my speaking. Um, I have to go out and get it. You know, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not famous. I'm not a celebrity. I haven't hit the TV recently um, on anything, you know, reality wise. Um, therefore, I have to work really hard to to get above the noise of of the thousands and millions of people out there who are speaking and writing books now. You know, it's a very saturated market. So, you know, my advice, I think, is um, be passionate about what you're doing as opposed to just think it's it's to make money and and a career. Uh, If you remain completely passionate and on a mission to give that message out to people and inspire them, Mm. I don't think you can go very far wrong. That, yeah.
0: that's really key somehow. yeah absolutely no I, I totally would agree with you there but it's um yeah it's interesting it's interesting because I just you know I, I I hanker after doing a TEDx but I am well aware that ultimately and from what you're saying from your book to your speaking and everything that it, it still comes back to you doesn't it, it still comes back yeah. to you you've still got to go and do the work you've still got to put yourself out there you know, it still starts with you.
1: It starts with you. I was just going to yeah, say.
0: Yeah, it still starts yeah. with you, Sort of still putting yourself out there and promoting right. your book. And pro, you know, it's not just going to go, oh, hallelujah, it's all going to yeah. fall in my lap. You've still got to yeah. do the work, haven't you? Yeah.
1: You have. Yeah. And one of the things I talk about in my sales programs is about getting visible. Yeah. And, you know, that's a big thing. You have to just remain visible all the time so people know that you're still
0: there and you're still doing yeah. what you do. Cause like you said there's just so much noise out there now yeah you know thinking off the back of that you know you're saying about you know continually showing up and putting yourself out there um how i mean i guess in order to do that you have to have a certain mindset you certainly have to have work on yourself as see it as a, a regular occurrence i always say it's a daily thing it's it's not it's like washing and brushing your teeth you've got to do it every day do yeah. you, you, know, how does that play? How does sort of personal development mindset play a part in your business and life in our personal life?
1: Yeah, it's, it's huge. I mean, the showing up stuff is all yeah. about confidence. Yeah. It's all about uh, believing that there's always someone out there who didn't see your message yet. Mm. Um, because there's a big, uh, the imposter syndrome side of the world will say to you, you can't say that again. You said it yesterday and everybody yeah. saw it yesterday. and 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 I got over that quite quick because I realized that not everyone sees your post with all the algorithms not everybody gets that message so maybe I might word it in two or three different ways but I will continually put out that message yeah and then suddenly you'll get someone say oh my god um I've just bought your book oh my goodness I just saw your TEDx or I've just bought your course um and you think well blimey why didn't you buy it by now and of course that's because either they wanted to just keep seeing you enough times to yeah. feel like they wanted it. Because that's the other thing. There's a whole theory behind this, stats-wise, that people have to see you so many times. Mm-hmm. But psychologically, it is a fact. I'm not going to see you once and go, oh, Sam, I love you. I want to work yeah. with you. I'm going to watch you. Mm-hmm. And I may have lurkers Who are watching my posts for Mm. some time before they actually feel like they want to speak to me?
0: Exactly. So the
1: visibility piece is is massively important. But there's a big
0: thing, though, isn't there? Because you know, we do have to be visible. You know, like me, put myself out there more for my coaching and my speaking. Uh, But that, but you do have to work on yourself to keep continually doing that. Have like you say, having the confidence in your message and what you're putting out there, and taking that. Like this morning, I spoke about risk. You know, taking risks. But that is, I do it, but it is about me personally working on myself every day to put myself out there and show up and having that strength yeah. to just, I believe in this and, you know, delivering yeah. the same message, but in a different way. And that's, it's personal development. You've just got to, yeah, it's not easy. It's, it's not, not easy. it's
1: massive. It's massive. And the, and the sales road trip, as I call it, which is live it, love it, sell it. Yeah. It's all about the live it is are you fit to travel? Are you fit to travel on this sales road trip? And the love it is about planning the route. So that's everything from what is your message? What's your why? Who's your client? What's their why? Connecting all of that. And then that's where you fall in love with sales and and who you are and what your your message is. And the seller is traveling to the destination. You're ready to go. And that's getting visible, getting curious, staying in touch. Yeah. And being out there with that consistent message. Yeah. Once you once you understand what you truly truly love doing, and who you truly want to work with, and wh- how you can help them, mm-hmm. that that message becomes really easy to deliver, and it, and you just got to just keep. Yeah. I
0: mean, it. it's, it's like you know, I believe in it starts with you. I, I, I absolutely do, and it resonates with me more than anything else. I believe in that and I I believe in us empowering ourselves and that, but I still think I still, it's still a daily thing to show up to put myself out there. I feel like I'm taking a risk, risk of judgment, risk of opinion, risk of somebody going, Oh God, you're not saying that again or whatever. But you know what I mean? It's, it it is a continual thing to work on that uh, day in, day out. And I know a lot of other business people. um, I'm in a few business groups as I know you are. And I know that a lot of other business people, um struggle as well with it, even though they believe in their product even, you know, some people that have a product but they still struggle to put themselves out there, have that confidence and, and you know, and it's 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 just a daily, daily thing to work on yourself and yeah.
2: um
0: that's why I think I think you're a really strong character. You know, you but you, <laughs> you you are because you know it more so than a lot of people I think I speak to about putting yourself out there and having the confidence in what you're doing. Because you very quickly realise that, yeah, not everyone's seeing my message. I'll put it out once. Not everyone's seeing it. But so many people do think, oh, well, I'll put, it, I'll put one post up today. And think, well, I can't put another one up this week. And it's like, who do you think saw your message? You know, probably your grandpa yeah. and your you know, sister or whatever. But you very quickly realise, no, and you just keep showing up and showing up and delivering and delivering. doesn't matter yeah. if there's one person shows up in your group. You're still going to show up later today. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
0: And that's I- hey, Sorry, go on.
1: Now, I was also going to say that um, I think there's, there's two things go on. Um, you know, there's the whole fear thing, isn't there? What yeah. you tell yourself? Yeah. Um, and and I think because I hit such a rock bottom when I lost Truly Madly Baby,
2: mm.
1: I always think to myself, I can never feel that bad again.
2: Wow, So
1: yeah. nothing ever feels like it could be that bad again. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like even on my bad days, because don't get me wrong, uh, you know, I definitely have days where I'm mean, like, yeah. "Oh my god, I really don't feel like showing up today." And yeah. um, I can never ever feel as bad as I felt that day that I had to close the doors on my business, yeah. and that's that's my trigger and that's my anchor, if you like, that I always go back to. So that helps me. And also, I find it quite exciting about how I'm going to say the same damn thing for the next seven days in different ways, and I'm like. <laughs> My creativity my starts. <laughs> yeah, my
0: creativity starts. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like oh my god, how am I going to say that in a different? Because I wake up in the morning and I just think, oh, I'll read and I do my gratitudes and I write and I plan and then whatever comes in my head for the day, whether it's something to do with me or something I had a conversation with a client the previous day, that's how I come up with my stuff. But me, I'm like, oh my god, how am I going to say this in a different way? You, you're like, yay. <laughs>
1: I get really excited about it. And I'll make like a new little video and I'll go, Oh yes, that's great. And then, and then I'll do it like a story and Oh, that's great. And then I'll do a question. I'll ask Brilliant. a question and, and then I just get really excited about the different ways that I can draw the people into that. Same subject. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I'm doing um, the UHP deliverables at the moment, and there's seven of them, which is yeah. great. So every day I can just talk about a different deliverable, but it's all UHP.
2: Yeah. So
1: you know, you're cementing the UHP every day, but you're talking yeah. about a different element of it and introducing the program to everyone. Yeah, yeah. So there's lots of ways we can do this. It's very exciting. Yeah. Um, and my most exciting thing, and which I have to tell you about before we go, is the pick a mix. Online group program yeah. because that is mind blowing and I mean for me it's mind blowing because yeah. I love it I love doing it so much. It's an
0: online sales program, is it?
1: It's an online sales group program. I do it on Zoom mm. and it's maximum six people, so it's really intimate. And I and I've sat and thought and I've done two two lots now and my third lot starts twenty second of April. Little oh. plug, yeah, you know,
2: but the point.
1: Right, but the point is, Sam, I keep thinking, why haven't I done this before? Because <laughs> I absolutely love it. It's so good because every single session is different because of yeah. the people that I've got with because me. Because the people
0: make it, don't they? They bring it's something ab- different. The it's is
1: absolutely, different. absolutely brilliant. I love it. And it's a really good price point because I actually want more and more people to just do this with me. I don't want it to be high ticket. It's not about that. I love doing this program so is it aimed
0: at sort of like solo entrepreneurs what is it corporates what's it yeah yeah no
1: it's this is the entrepreneur solopreneur kind of market these are the guys who you know sometimes can't really afford that those really big ticket prices yeah and so i'm i don't want to do that i want to get them in a group where it's intimate safe fun and they've got six sessions right they're an hour and a quarter each they're all on zoom six sessions where we go through all the really fundamental things that they need to go away mm-hmm. to fall in love with sales.
0: It's amazing.
1: It's majorly... It does fabulous. sound <laughs> fun. I love it. I love it. But yeah, yeah, maybe you can put some links in and stuff. Yeah, no,
0: you. we will get something. Very over. cool. Yeah, definitely. Cool. I can tell you're excited about that. I love it. Yeah, I love <laughs> um, it. Before we finish up, I, you know, what I, a couple of things I'd like to ask you is what what's your greatest achievement to this point? What would you say it is? I know you've won some awards and you've done some bits and pieces, but what, what do you think your greatest achievement is?
1: My son. <laughs> that was easy. I knew you, you were going to say that. That was really right, easy. Well, let me rephrase yeah.
0: it. What's greatest business achievement.
1: <laughs> I think, um, in all honesty, just, just doing another business, having another business, because after I lost Truly Madly Baby, I, as you know, I went back to work. So yeah. I was working for people for almost 10 years. Um, And I always yearned to just start a business again. So Mm. I feel really um, excited and happy that I I was brave enough to do this all again.
2: Yeah,
1: Uh, and mad enough. But um, (laughs) uh, this has been a real big achievement having Live It, Love It, Sell It, my own methodology around sales, the book. You know, that's that's been big for me.
0: And what what would be the one piece of advice you would give to someone who was thinking about starting their own business? The one golden nugget you could give them.
1: Well, it's interesting. I was asked this um, on a, a, a video clip, which you can still see on my YouTube channel, interestingly okay. enough, when <laughs> I was running Truly Madly Baby, she asked me that question. Mm. And my answer was the same as it is today. Make sure you know that there's a market for what you want to do. Mm. And make sure you understand that it's really not easy. Mm. It's not easy.
2: No.
1: But it is the most rewarding thing when it works and you're doing something that you truly love yeah, yeah. Um, and it's about surrounding yourself with really great people because you can't just do it on your own. Honestly, it, it's not worth it. You're not going to be great at everything. Yes. So just surround yourself with amazing people, love what you do mm-hmm. um, and just enjoy the ride. Cause I tell yeah. you it's, it's the best thing that you'll ever do. And there'll be times you wonder But it is the best thing that you'll ever do.
0: Yeah, great advice. I I would agree with all that whole heart wholeheartedly. Okay, so just before we finish up, I do a little, few little cheeky questions. They're really quick fire. (laughs) So (laughs) here we go. You ready? Start. Nothing embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Don't need to be scared. If you had okay, here's the first one. If you had to replace all your hearing with one sound continuously for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: Oh, God. Well, music. Is that, does that count? Music?
0: There's no answer to these questions, Jules. Yeah, music. I, mean, I had Selassie on the other week and he said, sound, of a, I think it was a motorbike. He's a real motorbike enthusiast. Oh, yeah. So he, yeah. yeah it was his, his bike called Optimus, I think it was. Yeah, no,
1: music, definitely music.
0: Yeah. Okay. I love music. If you could only watch four movies for the rest of your life, which ones would you pick? Are you a movie buck? Oh.
1: Yeah, not bad. Um, Pretty Woman.
0: Ah, oh, it's my favourite film ever. Yeah, most definitely. that.
1: <laughs> um, there's a, a wonderful movie called The Help.
2: Oh, if yeah, you haven't I'm seen bit, it, I'll watch it. Yeah. That's
1: that's incredible.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, the The sure Shawshank Redemption, oh, I think uh, it's yeah, called. Classic. Which was really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, there was one I saw recently, which was really, really wonderful. Um, and I can't remember, so I'll, I'll come back oh, to you on fair. that one. <laughs>
0: Okay, I like this question, it's one of my favourites. How would you describe yourself in four words?
1: Oh blimey. Uh, tenacious. Yeah. Passionate. Yeah. Loving. Yeah. Kind.
0: Perfect. <laughs> um, without saying money, if you snapped your fingers and one thing would always appear, what would, it, what would you choose? Mum and Dad. Oh, definitely you're going to break my heart. Oh.
1: Yeah, definitely. It has to be two things, sorry, not just one. It
0: had to be them together. Yeah. the yeah, good, just like chocolate or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That, yeah, wow. God bless the <laughs> soul. God rest their souls, Jules. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for oh. coming on and sharing part of the story. I know we probably could have talked for at least another hour. <laughs> Sadly, I don't know whether everyone would want to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, they've probably switched <laughs> off by now. <laughs> no, it's a great story. It's an inspiring story, and I want people to hear it. And I want to, you know, people to, you know, know who Jules White is because I think you're amazing. Um, you know I absolutely do so if other people think you're amazing or want to know more about Jules White, how how do they get in touch with you how can they connect with you
1: well I think the best thing to do is go to live it love it sell it dot co dot uk that's okay. the website everything else is on there all the links to everywhere so yeah. start there, that's start the there.
0: Thing. yeah okay and they'll find everything yeah. about Jules. and they'll
1: find everything about me yeah
0: brilliant. brilliant all right Jules it's been an absolute pleasure I really appreciate you once again for taking time to chat to me And um, I'll catch up with you very soon. Thank you very
1: much. Thank you for having me, darling.
0: No problem, no problem. You've been listening to It Starts With You. My name is Sam Adams. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about me, then you can visit my website, sam-adams.com, where you can find information about my coaching and my speaking. If you're interested in finding out more about the podcast and future guests, then please visit our Facebook page, It Starts With You, and also our Instagram page, It Starts With You podcast. Thanks very much and have a great day.